you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live here in New York City. The parade is preparing itself that everyone will watch on Thanksgiving morning. Tomorrow, today is Wednesday, November 23rd. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt. Peter Schrager's back. Jason McCourty has put a challenge upon himself today that every A block he has to have a Thanksgiving-themed take. So are you prepared right now? I'm prepared. I'm ready. ready to tee it up. Okay. Mm -hmm. That means we just got to jump right into the lead block. Let's do it. Here, Jason's take, uh, his Thanksgiving. I can't wait. Manipulation into football. John Madden. John Madden is a legend. He called over 20 Thanksgiving Day NFL games as a broadcaster, and Thursday marks the inaugural John Madden Thanksgiving celebration taking place across all three broadcast networks, starting with Bill's Lions on CBS at 12.30, and then at 4.30 on Fox, you have Giants-Cowboys, and then the nightcap is Patriots-Vikings at 8.20 p.m. on NBC. Speaking of that Giants game, though, Daniel Jones heads to Dallas after throwing two interceptions for the Giants' Week 11 loss to Detroit. Here's the Giants' QB on the need to limit those mistakes against a very, very tough Cowboys defense. Anytime you turn the ball over twice, it's it's tough to say you played well. So I think that's the that's the biggest thing for me is taking care of the ball and, and making sure we're we're avoiding those situations and, and not putting our defense in a bad spot going on the field. So you know, looking to clean up those things certainly and avoid making those mistakes. So this is good to tee up this game on Thursday because Peter, on yesterday's show, we had our whiteboards out and okay. we were asked to rank our five mm-hmm. NFC teams. Not a single of one of us nobody. put the Giants. Not rule jumping. He have them though. No. He wasn't no. in the second. Okay. No. Garofalo didn't. We didn't. So nobody we didn't had the put them. No one put the New York Football Giants yeah. on their whiteboard. Um, so I'll start with you, Peter. What's it going to take for the Giants to be considered an NFC power team? 
Well, I don't blame you guys because if the playoffs were to start today, they're the sixth seed. They're not a top five team. But the power teams in this league, they go on the road and they come in bruised, they come in battered, they come in injured, and they win big divisional games. That's what power teams do. I think if the Chiefs were coming off a loss like the Giants had last week, the Chiefs would go on the road and win. I think if the Eagles were coming off a loss like the Giants had last week against the Lions, they would come out on the road and they would go out there and they'd win. Mm. I think the Bills coming up, they would go out there. The and Bills went through the there. snow and they'd be Cleveland. Let's go. Let's yeah. win. They won. I don't know if the Giants can have it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just don't know if they have it. And I feel like a lot of Giants fans are looking at these next few games on the schedule and they're like, the season is still very much salvageable. These are division opponents. Clean last week out of our brain and go and take care of business. You beat the Cowboys. You host the Commanders. You win those two games. You're right back in it and you're one of those power teams. You host the Eagles. And then you travel to the Commanders, who are having a heck of a run right now and are not to be overlooked. This is it right here. You want to be a power team? Play power football. Go win. I don't know anyone who's giving them a shot tomorrow. They're injured. They're coming off this terrible loss. Jones threw two. It looks like Jones came down to earth a little bit. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, they had won a lot of close games going into last week's loss to the Lions. And they know what's at stake. They know what the deal is. They've already been embarrassed once by the Cowboys at home on a Monday Night Football game where they pleaded for the entire fan base to break out their white outfits. And they <laughs> lost. And that they, was the Joe Judge whiteout, no, right? No, it was, there. It was a Brian Dable was it? whiteout. It was this year. He did that Monday Night Football. Everyone oh, wear yeah. white. Everyone wear white. And yeah, then they, that felt like a year ago. It looked like they were wearing another color afterwards. Um, I will just say that the Giants, if they're a power team, they win this game. If they're not, it's still okay. Like, you could still figure things out. You're just not a power team. And you're not going to be ranked in the top five because you don't belong in the top five. A lot of Giants fans that I'm friends with are talking 42 to 10, Cowboys Mm. win this week. Really? It yeah. feels like that. There's after a last sense week. that the balloon burst last yeah. week. Yeah. Maybe for both New York teams. Like we, yes. don't, we don't know, but certainly the, the Giants. The crowd was Maybe. there. Yeah. It was yeah. a Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. It was everyone has no work on Monday. Uh-huh. You got the Lions uh-huh. in town, <laughs> and they got the doors blown off them. Yeah. How do you respond? Yeah. I don't have a ton of faith. I'm not picking them. I think the Cowboys win. Mm. However, it doesn't matter what I think. It's what the Giants do yeah. and what they believe in that building. They have yeah. a chance to erase a lot of doubt from people. Kyle asked a really good question once we had our teams on the whiteboards, which was do any of these NFC teams rank in just the league right now, the top five, because the AFC is yeah. just playing out of their minds right now. Yeah. When I thought about like the definition of a power team, I went your direction first, Peter. I was like, oh, you just have to win at this point of the season. Like You just have to stack games. But to me, it's a power team is one that you don't want to face for a full 60 minutes. And to me, that's the Chiefs, that's the Bills, that's the yeah. Eagles. And those are kind of my only three right now. Mm-hmm. Can Brian Dable get this Giants team playing where you are a nightmare down the stretch? Like a game that you would wish it had just ended after three quarters of football. To me, that's a power team. And unless Dable can get this team right, and at this point with the Giants, we all know this, frankly, about both teams here in New York City. It's not just about this season anymore. It's building on a season that we kind of least expected out of both the Giants and the Jets. But for the Giants in particular, how do you become a power team in the NFC is becoming so powerful that you are relentless in the fourth quarter. Is that quarterback the guy that's going to be relentless for you? Saquon Barkley feels relentless right now. But you have to build a roster and an organization. Frankly, I think Brian Dable is a relentless coach, but does he have the guys that you don't Mm. want to face at the two-minute warning where you're coming out of the TV timeout, you're like, oh, good God, the Giants coming out of a TV is the worst Giants team you want to face. That, I think, is what makes the team powerful. Yeah, and I think there's a sense just overall with the Giants that they've been overachieving. And Mm -hmm. when you overachieve, 
achieve, it catches up with you. Also in the NFC, some weird stuff's going to happen in the next six, seven weeks. I, I think some teams are going to come running. I think some teams are going to fade. When we did our top five in the NFC, I had the Commanders in my top five. I was only, I liked the Commanders a lot. But your definition, Peter, was you got to go on the road and you got to make up for bad. Um, the elephant in the room is them versus Dak Prescott. I mean, it, it is miserable. You want to you got to take care of business, your own division. Look at Dak's last nine starts against the Giants. It's blistering. It's embarrassing. 9-0, huge point differential, 13. Now, they beat Dallas earlier this year, but that was the Cooper Rush experience. It was a different deal. Like, that was not – it's not Dak. Guys, you got to take care of this really, really quickly because, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have this, yeah, but I always lose to Derek Carr every year. Are you kidding me? (laughs) It doesn't exist. Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, but whoever the Bears has always gets me. That's what the Giants have. So uh, I just can't really take you seriously as someone who's going to win an NFC playoff game if the other most famous, most high-paid, best quarterback in your division Mm -hmm. slaps you around every single time because there's other guys. We're not even talking about Jalen Hurts and Heineke who's coming running. So power team, you can't let Dak Prescott be one of your owners. And as of right now, he is. Now, listen, it's not it's not even Mahomes or Allen or Rodgers like the cream. of the, It's Dak Prescott who's a really good quarterback. But, like, you can't be 0-9 against him in the last nine. That's ridiculous. Got to take care of that. Wow, nine straight. I didn't realize that. Okay, Thanksgiving Day theme. So tomorrow's Thanksgiving. You have this new girlfriend. Things are getting right. serious. She wants to host Thanksgiving. You're extremely nervous because your mom is judgmental. Grandma has no filter. You don't have a lot of faith going into this thing, but she wants to do it. You're like, let's go for it. You know her cooking's not as good as mom's. <laughs> Family's gonna hate it. Yeah. Thursday comes, Thanksgiving's here. She's a hit. Mom loves her. Grandma's fired up. Okay. Hey, baby, when you gonna marry this woman? <laughs> Everybody is fired up about her. That is the New York Giants. You said overachie- overachievers. Mm-hmm. Going into this season, Giants fans weren't like, this is our year. We're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna make a run. To me, a Power 5 team in the NFC is teams we're talking about as Super Bowl contenders. I don't have the Giants there, but that's okay. Coming into this season, it was just like, all right, Dable's just getting there. Let's see if they can start to get things going in the right direction. I've been on many teams where you get a new head coach, a new general manager, and it's so hard to get players and people within the organization to buy in because the thing you need to do that are winning football games. They've done that. They've won games. They see that the system works. They know that what Coach Dable is preaching, if we can execute it and we go out there and do what we're supposed to do, we'll win games. The Giants are a power team in the future. Let's see what the draft brings, Mm -hmm. free agency, Mm -hmm. all of those things. It's not their year to be a power team, but they're going to possibly be in the playoffs and have a chance to have a good season. Their girlfriend showed up on Thursday. She cooked a good meal. She entertained. She impressed everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You walk away, you're like, things are looking up. Like, the future is bright for the Giants. That's where it is. The future so is if the Giants crush it on Thanksgiving, people are going to want to jump on that bandwagon and commit and marry the girlfriend, but you're saying you need sustained mm-hmm. you need sustained performance. Well, out of what do you guys think of my, and I love the analogy, what do you think of my take that it's 42 10 and this thing is like it's this, a, this, this, a this, high likelihood, right? Doesn't it feel the way coming off of what Dallas just did and what the Giants? Is that, I'm and not. They played good football on the table. It hasn't been like what they, was that Lions game? It was 24 to they they they, they fell on their face a little yeah. bit. But it wasn't 42 then. I know the Lions obviously aren't the Cowboys. No, it so it's just like I, they just they played well enough to be in games each and every week. 
I don't have a reason to really believe that it just falls all the way off the map, you know? I just am not convinced by this Giants you shouldn't be. this season. And that's why I can't get on board with, like, the, they're, oh, they're going to walk in somewhere against a really good team that's playing really good football right now at mm. their house no, no. on their holiday in the NFL and no, no. say, we're going to beat you. Giants game minutes. after, I mean, the Cowboys game after the game as well. Uh-huh. We'll see how that the goes. The Daniel Jones piece is massive. If, if, if he does not play well in this game, there's a lot more at stake mm. for him. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Not. 48 hours ago, we are talking about the Giants, or 72 hours ago, Giants being division leaders. We're uh -huh. talking about Daniel Jones getting a long-term extension. They fall on their face on Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. I think uh -huh. a lot of that stuff can be erased, and uh -huh. suddenly we're back at the drawing board. Are we really bringing Daniel Jones back? Uh -huh. Micah Parsons ate up that Vikings offensive line like a turkey leg on Sunday, yeah. and he, made, he that just may have been the appetizer for the Cowboys defense. Oh, gosh, fodder. Fodder for all. So, special guest back in studio, Matt Rule, the former head go. coach at Temple Wheeler, and of course, he was in charge down with Carolina Panthers, but now he He's become a New York City tourist. That's Matt, right, welcome buddy. back. Welcome How back. How was your day? Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, wicked last night. Killed. Serendipity was amazing. Great. <laughs> Great to go there with three kids because you get a little bit of everyone's yeah. dessert. Totally. It's outrageous. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you guys, the Rockettes, I mean... Chef's kiss. I, I, you know, usually I go with those things. I look at my kids. They're having fun. And I'm like looking at them like a good dad. I, my eyes were glued <laughs> to the stage. So Amazing. you have to go. All right. Listen, um, we, we're going to try to get back to football. It, it comes out yesterday. Carolina Panthers were playing Denver this weekend. They have decided to sit Baker Mayfield and start Sam Darnold at quarterback. Your thoughts on both of those developments? You know, it's obviously hard for me to talk about yeah. because because I love I love Baker Mayfield. I love the competitor that he is, and I'm you know I'm sad for him. PJ Walker obviously is close to my heart. I've known him since he was 17 years old, recruiting him at an Applebee's in you know Elizabeth, New Jersey. That's now real? he's in the NFL. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh my god. And so for Sam, I'm I'm so happy for him because uh -huh. I remember when I called him and let him know that we were going to make the trade for Baker. Uh, he handled it. Not like a good pro, like a great pro. He's really? like, Coach, th this will be great for the team. This will make me a better quarterback. Wow. And then seeing him have that injury, because he's got talent. I mean, he's, he's, he's smart. He's a team guy. He's got a great arm. And he brings some mobility, which I think you need versus that, that Denver's de Denver defense. So mm. I'm hoping for his sake. He's such a good person. I'm hoping that Sam goes out and plays well. Likely he's going to be a free agent. Would you, If a coach called you and was like, hey, what am I getting in Sam Darnold, you would speak highly and give him the, the seal of, hey, I had him. This guy's a good dude. He's a great dude. I would absolutely speak highly. Of, of Sam, um, just who he is as a person, but he's got traits, he's got a skill set, and I think in, in, in the right offense for him, his ability to, to run the football, come off on play action, he's got the big arm, he can extend plays. I think in some of those, you know, wide zone, naked uh, offenses, he could really thrive. Mm -hmm. And um, But he's also the ultimate professional in the locker room, which I think you really need at a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Coaches, owners, uh, they could be calling you for lots of opinions on guys that you have coaches, but you also just might be fielding phone calls for maybe future jobs that yeah. you have. What's <laughs> next for you you know I don't, I don't know mm -hmm. I, I really don't um if I go back three years ago I was, I was sitting at my table in uh, 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 Waco Texas and I had a, I had a pretty good life you know yeah. and um, I made the decision to, to come to the NFL because I, I wanted to do it and uh, my son was uh, my son was going into his freshman year of uh, high school and really I had two goals I wanted to number one I wanted to win the Super Bowl and bring a, a championship to Carolina I feel like they deserve that but I also wanted my son to graduate high school you know I, I've moved around he's been to so many different schools and, and I just wanted to give him the gift of hey you can go to high school in one place he's mm -hmm. been to 12 13 different schools Is that right? so yeah so he'll be a senior next year and um, you know I was kind of like all right this happened you know I'll, I'll obviously listen to things I know this I don't care where I coach it has to be the right fit mm -hmm. it has to be the right people it's not really where it, I've learned it's who but you know my son said to me he actually said it to me last night he said dad you need to coach mm -hmm. like, I want you to coach I'm like but it's, it's your senior year man you're on the basketball team you're on the golf team 
he's like, Dad, players, young people, they, 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 that's what you do. And so, I mean, I watched you do Bravion earlier from in, in the green. Like, like I coached Bravion in college. Like, my daughters know him. Like, that's cool. so, so I don't know where I'll coach. I loved the NFL. I loved college football. Most importantly for me, I loved uh, pouring into young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it stinks getting fired. I mean, it's terrible. It sucks, yeah. But the calls and the text messages, like Deion Dawkins texted me, and I'll tell you this, man, it, it, it meant more to me than anything else, the things he said to me. And so I just want to have an impact on people. Yeah. So whenever that comes, I don't know when it will be, but I got my son <laughs> pushing me, what, let's go here, let's go there. <laughs> so um, it could be Monday, it could be two years from now, but when it comes, you know, I'll, I'll be ready. How do you reconcile that? You know, you've had so much success in college, and you obviously love the college game, and yet once you've tasted that, that sweet nectar of NFL mm-hmm. head coaching, it's the top of the profession, do you want to go back to that, or are you just you're more inclined to the college game? How do you make that decision? Yeah, I, mean, I, I loved coaching in the NFL. You know what I loved? I loved practicing against Bill Belichick this year. Ah. Like, I loved, like, being on the field with him, and a we, we, fight breaks out, and I'm like, hey, coach, sorry about the fight. He's like, okay, hey, Matt, let's go uh, plus 20. <laughs> like, 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 just, like, being around a guy like that, you know, so I, I, I loved all of that, but you know what? That, that shooting in Virginia uh, last week, that really impacted me. I was like, right. you know what? Like, this world needs people working with young people, you know yeah. what I mean? And so, if I end up in college, like, like going to the NFL, to me, it, it, it made me so, I'm so much better than I was three years ago. Really? Like dealing with the adversity, learning the football, being around guys like McCaffrey, being around guys like Russell Okun, <laughs> like seeing what, like I used to try to help guys, you know, um, have a better life, get to the NFL. And now I want to, I'm going to continue to help. If I go to college, I'm going to continue to help guys have a better life, like education, who they are as people, the best man they could be. But now I know like, hey, I need to help them get a second contract. Like I need to help them get a third. I need to help them play like you did. Mm -hmm. And you can only do that by being a true pro. And um, maybe that's why I came to the NFL. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We had you on the show in Philadelphia when you were the coach at Temple. I think you had just accepted the the job at Baylor and it was Hassan Reddick's year at the draft. And you came out talking, we were blown away. We're like, this is our guy. This is our coach. And we've watched you rise. I have to think you missed the recruiting bug a little bit too, or did coaching in the NFL where you can kick back and kind of just watch yeah. film, did you say I don't want to get on the road and have to go to some Applebee's. town Applebee's. in the middle of Kansas and, <laughs> and recruit someone in Applebee's, or do you have that bug of like, there's nothing I love more than being in a living room and just selling, hey, let me provide and let me show you what we can bring you. Yeah, I think it's both. You know, I loved the draft process. And, I, you know, you go back, you know, I did it with Marty. I did it with Scott Fitter. Those are two of the best yeah. GMs you could ever work with. But you know, I'm pretty proud of Derek Brown. Like, he, I think he should Great be in the player. Pro Bowl mm-hmm. this year. I'm pretty proud of J.C. Horn. I think he's going to be one of the best to play. I think Icky, so I love the draft process. But um, at the end of the day, like, I, I enjoyed recruiting, too. Yeah. Hey, number one, you, you can go get yourself 15 first-round draft picks, not no. just one. No. But, you know, you, you meet a lot of great people. You meet a lot of great uh, What's it like when you hear, hey, Saban, Saban's coming on Monday? Like, it, There's no worse feeling in the world, Peter, and you pull up on a plane and you look out and you see the Alabama plane. <laughs> oh, You're no. like, all right, boy. <laughs> Who's he here to see? So, oh you know, he, he, Coach Saban's the best to ever do yeah. it. But uh, it, it's fun to get done. And you talked about pouring into young people. You're just in the NFL this past year. You've been in college football. What is the difference as you're going in there, you're coaching and you're trying to upgrade somebody's life or just continue? We talked about second contracts or getting to the NFL. Age is a huge thing. Guys have families compared to these 18-year-olds. How different is it coaching and being a leader of college players versus NFL players? It, it's it's a lot different. And um, as you said, like, you know, when you're in college, man, I'm sitting there like, you know, they see me. I'm like, well, why didn't you hand in your assignment? Why mm-hmm. why are you five minutes late to this? How much community service did you do last week? You get to the NFL, it just becomes about, hey, just the football. But as I said yesterday, like, you know, I also learned there's so many similarities. You know, at the end of the day, there's two kinds of coaches in this world. The kinds of coaches who think players are there to help them or players, coaches who think that they're there to help players. Mm-hmm. And I don't care 
care if that's the NFL. I don't care if that's college. I don't care if that's high school. Like, you're either there for the players or you're not. And so I liked the experience in the NFL. I liked having those conversations. I liked having 53 guys that I could look at. You know, I hated I hated coaching somebody and then all of a sudden having to bring them in and say, hey, we're letting you go. Stinks. Mm. I, that's, that's the hardest part. That, that was the hardest part for me, and it's the part I couldn't stand because just like I didn't like getting fired, they didn't like getting mm. fired. And so in college, you have someone for four years. You know, it's a little more developmental. You can see where they end up. You have them for the rest of their lives. I try to do that in the NFL, and I think the best – I think the Sean McVay's of the world, I think they do do that, and that's why they're successful. Coach, this, man, this is awesome Great. talking to you. Peel back it the is. curtain a little bit. We had questions on this car. We didn't ask any of them. That's how like, <laughs> lovely it is talking to this man. It's fantastic. I, I just want to hear, Coach, you guys picked uh, six this past draft year. What did you think of Aiden Hutchinson? What was the scouting report? You know, Aiden was one of those guys that, you know, you heard about him. Um, you you, you kind of looked at his stats, and then you turned the tape on, and you were like, oh, my goodness. I mean, he's just relentless and fast. He can he can intercept the ball. He can sack the quarterback. He can sing. Mm. He can do it all. <laughs> he can dance. <laughs> and we get to see him on Thanksgiving Day try to chase Josh Allen around. Peter's uh, top fab five. Peter, we love it. We are out of here. Isaiah Pacheco, we will see you next week. We see you every week. He's um, on every list. He's on every good, more good morning football after this with Matt Rule. Don't go anywhere. Great job, Peter. Great job, Coach. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
the teams playing tomorrow have winning records. Dan Campbell and the Lions. They're not one of them, though, but they're playing pretty great. Five is tied for the most winning record teams to play on Thanksgiving since 2006. Awesome. When the third game was introduced. So, a lot to watch tomorrow. Yeah. A lot to unpack. One of these teams has to grab your attention, though, Jay. Who's on the top of your list? The Buffalo Bills for me. I, I think when you think about Thanksgiving, it's just like it's your day to get your cheat meal, to eat whatever you want. Mm. Like you have Your plate is only a certain size. And for me, I want the chicken on there. I want the ham. Chicken? I want the sweet potatoes. Chicken. Yes. No, I don't want turkey. So. You have chicken? Yes. You have, we have the honey-baked ham. I want food falling off of the plate. Yeah, sure. That's the type of Thanksgiving I want. And those are the Buffalo Bills I want. Mm. I don't want the Josh Allen that's under 200 yards passing. I want the Josh Allen that's running through people, that's jumping over people. I want the Buffalo Bills that we saw in September and October when they're beating the Chiefs, when they're going against the Rams opening night. Like, that's the team I want to see. I want all the fixings on my plate. I want to have a magnificent Thanksgiving. Yes, the Buffalo Bills, they beat the Browns last week, and we all said, like, hey, they just had to get back to business. They had a lot of stuff, the snow there, sure. the travel, Got the all of these things, the hobnobble gobble. Did I say yeah, it right? Yes. All of those things going on, that's all over. No one cares about travel. It's Thursday. We're going back to Buffalo. It's a short flight. Let's go out there. Let's play some football. Mm. Give me everything going on, all the weapons, everything hitting on all cylinders. That's the Buffalo Bills team I want to see on Thanksgiving. See, you're going to Thanksgiving and you're hosting it at your own house. You yes. know your wife's cooking. You know that you're just going to load up on those plates. We're doing a little differently this year. We're hosting Thanksgiving. Everyone's cooking something differently. And mm. I want the Detroit Lions to be like that sneaky dish that you didn't mm. know you were going to fall in love with mm. until Thanksgiving Day mm. hits. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't know that Jamal Williams was going to be the guy on Thanksgiving. You kind of thought Aiden Hutchinson was going to come out of the shotgun and be great because he was great for Michigan. And now he's just doing the exact same thing for this Lions defense. Jamal Williams and Aiden Hutchinson are stars. The Lions, they're having a moment. Okay, they're coming into this week. They're playing fantastic. Dan Campbell, as uh, Josh Allen mentioned, he's a coach you want to play for. He's a coach you really want to like. Frankly, when things weren't going that great, for the Lions this year. You felt a little badly for Campbell because the world fell in love with him during hard knocks. I think the Lions could host the Bills after having a tumultuous knock that cookie back on the floor and give the Bills maybe some business. It's going to be hard to beat them, but I think this game is a lot more exciting to watch than some people expect. I I'm with you, Jamie, and I'm so happy to say that yeah. I'm interested in the Lions. Yeah. We're here at Thanksgiving. It's yes. unbelievable, Peter. We made it. Um, we've sat through, and we'll get this tomorrow, some bad Lions teams <laughs> on Thanksgiving and some bad Lions quarterbacks. The Lions are on a three-game win streak. Mm -hmm. This is the second time since the 1960s that they have had a three-game win streak going into Thanksgiving. It just doesn't happen. And not only the win streak, oh, the Bears missed an extra point and they beat the, the crappy Bears. Last week's win was a real win against a real team that matters on the road in which they thumped a, a winning Giants team. And it wasn't just Jared Goff throwing the ball 60 times. It was defense and it was running and it was creating turnovers, like real stuff. And I feel very patronizing to the Lions being like, they're a real team, but... We've been through a lot with the Lions. They have a coach they believe in. They have star players, like Jamie said. And it's not just cute anymore. It's not cute. Oh, nice for the Lions. They won a game or two. Um, talking to Josh yesterday, I just mentioned this Aiden Hutchinson. And, you know, is this rookie. What do you think of him? Immediately, I didn't finish the sentence. He jumps into the spiel about, yeah, that guy's got two interceptions. Like, you don't do that at that position. That's yeah. TJ Watt stuff. Like, nobody does that. He's a hell of a player. Like, we have huge game plans for him. Mm. Like, all kinds of things. Like, he is on it. He is about Campbell. This is a real game. I can't believe it. When you saw the schedule in August, oh, man, Thanksgiving yeah. Bills Lions. That one's going to be rough. <laughs> That's going to pass the peas. Uh, it's not. It's a real game for against two real 
real teams, Peter. I'm so fired up. You know, they're four and six right now, and I'm looking at this this sheet that has all the different teams. You know, the Packers are four and seven. Like they're right in this thing. And yeah, they, yeah. and if we're gonna say, hey, the Packers still are alive. The Lions are very yeah. much alive and they're playing better football. I'm gonna go to a team and a quarterback. All right, if I told you blind taste test, don't look at anything. Mm. Come on. Quarterback went 23 of 27 for 246 yards, and his team won. Would you say that quarterback had a good day? Yeah. 23 yeah. of 27. Yeah, 200 Without a doubt. In yeah. bad weather. Yeah. That was what Mac Jones did on Sunday I see. in a 10-3 uh, win where they didn't score any touchdowns. Mac Jones said he committed a full audit of his performance of the season during the bye week. Really? A full audit, meaning he watched every snap they had and he was going to come back better. No turnovers, 23 of 27. And here we are, and just like you're saying about the Lions, I'm saying it about the Patriots. Six and four, <laughs> right in the thick of things. Mm-hmm. Just when you wanted to say that this team had major problems after a few losses early on, I think the Patriots are really interesting. And last year, Jones right off seven straight wins and we crowned him and they fell off late. Right now, Jones, whether you think he's going to the Pro Bowl and doing the gritty this year or not, he is still rattling off wins and this team is getting the job done. I look at this thing. New England at Minnesota. We know all eyes are on the Vikings and what they're coming off of. New England wins again, guys. Suddenly they're seven and four. We're talking they might be in there with the Dolphins and the Bills all the way to the Who knows? The Patriots might be the ones who win the AFC East Mm -hmm. when it's all said and done. I'm watching New England. I think they've got something going on, even if the stats and the big scores aren't happening. <laughs> Mac played better. Mac played really better. Had a better game last week. Fascinating that we are upon Thanksgiving with three games, and yet we're not talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. And it might be because they played so well. They've been playing so mm-hmm. well. Are mm. they just so convincing right now that they're not catching our eye? Well, we'll see how they fare on their holiday. Cowboys and the Salvation Army are once again partnering for the Red Kettle Campaign. Here to tell us about the 26th year of partnership our Cowboys owner, president, and general manager, Jerry Jones, the executive vice president and chief brand officer of the Cowboys, Charlotte Jones, and the commissioner and national commander of the Salvation Army, Kenneth Hodder. Welcome. Welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Absolutely. You guys look fantastic. The Salvation Army, the Red Kettle is such an impactful image on Thanksgiving. Jerry, last year's campaign supported more than 25 million Americans. Why is the Red Kettle campaign and this partnership with the Salvation Army so important to your family? Well, it's important to all of us um, with our family and obviously with our entire team because this gives us an opportunity to take the visibility of Thanksgiving Day playing in front of over 70 million people we expect when we face off with the Giants to couple that with an incredible entertainer of the Jonas Brothers and use that visibility to talk about the Salvation Army and to talk about how they help the people who need it most in our communities at a time when people really are struggling. And for us to be able to to take that game and that visibility and to inspire the millions of people around the country to support the Salvation Army, to support those who need it most, that is our purpose. That's what we should use in the NFL who we are to make a difference and to make an impact in our community. Charlotte, I'll follow up asking you another question here because this campaign has raised more than $2.9 billion since the national kickoff began yes. in 97. I get yes. $2.9 billion. What goals do you guys have for this year's fundraising campaign? And what does this mean to you personally as we've had you on the show every year of Good Morning Football around the Thanksgiving time? Yes, well, well, thank you for that. And I love the way you say it because my father would be proud. $2.9 
billion dollars for the Salvation Army, and that means there's a lot of people out there in need. And that's an important reminder that the need is greater, probably 25% to 50% greater this year than it was last year alone. And this year, you know, we have another big goal, $160 million that we hope that we raise, and even more than that, because people need it so much. Charlotte, we can hear the passion in your voice and how you talk about it and how much it means to you. And Kenneth, with so many people struggling just to make ends meet, how can our viewers get involved that want to help? Well, first of all, I want to say because the need is so great this year, if there's someone who's watching today uh, who has a need, call your local Salvation Army. The Salvation Army is in every zip code across the nation, and we want to do everything we possibly can to help whatever the need is, food, clothing, toys, housing, all of these things are things that the Salvation Army can help when people contact us. But if people are able to give, we're very grateful. There are lots of ways to do it. You can put a little money into a kettle. If you go to a kettle, you don't have any change or uh, dollar bills on you, you can use Apple Pay or Google Pay or Venmo or PayPal. Uh, you can go on our website, SalvationArmyUSA.org, to find out about giving and volunteer opportunities. Or you can even say to Alexa, Alexa, donate to the Salvation Army, and you can help us that way, too. Uh, guys, it's an amazing endeavor that you guys undo, and it's also an incredible cause that we are very passionate about yep. here. We're also a football show, and Jerry, while we've got you, you got to be feeling pretty good about your boys coming off that rough loss to the Packers with a 40-3 to blowout in Minnesota. What did you learn about the guys with the stars on their helmets and how are you feeling as you head towards tomorrow's game against the Giants? Well, to begin with, I wanted to see how we responded against a real setback against the Packers the week before. And we had our hearts on that game and uh, we didn't get it done. And when you find out the most about yourself is when you've got to pull it out. You've got to come up, straighten up, and you've got to go get it. The way this team responded after the loss to the Packers, the disappointing, that was Mike McCarthy's go-home game to where he'd come from, been fired from after winning the Super Bowl. Well, then we didn't get it done. Here they come back, and they play probably as complete a game as I've seen uh, with the Cowboys. That really shows me something about this team. Now, I'm sitting here on this chair in this end zone. I'm guarding this spot. I don't want a giant in this end zone tomorrow with our guys. But uh, what that's really going to do is really not inspire our team. But it makes a point to be here before the game talking about what the Salvation Army is about. You know, the NFL is the greatest place to get an eyeball in the country today. More people are watching it. More people will be watching that game tomorrow than anything in a perfect setting, Thanksgiving Day. That's when we want to show them compassion, grace. That's when we want to show how to reach out and help the guy that doesn't have it going so good. We can do that through the Salvation Army, and when we do it, although it's the Cowboys playing, we'll be going to every town in this country, right. every city in this country. That's what's so special about it. I hope our players jump in that red kettle like Zeke did about 15 times tomorrow. <laughs> I hope they do too, because we will never forget Zeke doing it. You guys are so wonderful with this. And Jerry, you've always been a visionary. Indulge us another vision. Let's talk the 2023 Thanksgiving game. It's home, the Cowboys are playing next year and the kettles are there. How about a vision 
of Odell Beckham Jr. jumping into the kettle with the star in his helmet and the place goes crazy. Can you talk to us about this and could this possibly happen? We'd love it. <laughs> Let me see if I see the same vision. Yes. Ooh, I see it. Yes. <laughs> you can see it. It's there. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, he did a flip. He did a flip catching the ball. Right? He did a flip. It's a Thanksgiving right? miracle. Yeah. I've got it. I've got it. There you go. It's a Thanksgiving oh, miracle, it was Jamie. It's a Thanksgiving miracle oh. with visions of Odell Beckham Jr. dancing <laughs> yes. in his head. Hey, guys, let's rack up that $2.9 billion yes. number that the Joneses and Kenneth Hodder have put together for the Salvation Army. It's so fantastic. We want to thank that group so much. The best. More in the, the best. best. He has visions of OBJ. He does. Uh, for more information on Salvation Army, please visit SalvationArmyUSA.com. Org. That was tremendous. They really were. Kenneth, Charlotte, Jerry, you guys were the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Love, this thing. Love yeah. those kettles. Odell, he, he said he's going to flip into the flip. kettle, right? Did you hear that, Jerry? Yeah. You heard that yeah. right? He can see it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, we'll talk about him some more. Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time. Someone at the table has a very strong take about it. Mm -hmm. Rack it up. Love the Cowboys. Patrick Mahomes said it, not me. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, every week we do a segment called What's Your Beef? Presented by Old Trapper. Each one of us has something they want to get off their chest. Uh, after Sunday's superhero effort from the two of them, Patrick Mahomes came out and said the following about tight end Travis Kelsey. Take a listen. What's special about him is he just competes. At the end of the day, he's going to keep fighting until the very end. When you see that, I think it not only is impressive for him, but it gets other guys going. It shows that, I mean, he's one of the best, not the best tight end of all time, and he's coming to work every single day to get better. And so that shows you whenever you step in the facility, you're like, man, I got to get to work. If this guy's doing it, I have to be able to at least match that. So that leadership that he brings, as well as the play he brings in the field, is special, and it takes a lot, of, a lot off my shoulders. There you heard it. Mahomes says... Uh... Travis Kelsey is the best, if not the best, tight end of all time. And the immediate reaction online was not one of like, it was, it was actually, what about Gronk? Did you forget about Shannon Sharp? There were some who were quick to insist that Kelsey's not the greatest Chiefs tight end of all time, and that, in fact, title belongs to Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. 
Then there are others who are like, it's Antonio Gates, it's Ozzie Newsome, it's Kellen Winslow, it's Mike Ditka. The list goes on and on and on of everyone having an alternative and you know, I'll just say this. I think Travis Kelsey might be the best tight end of all time. Okay. I'm beginning to think Mahomes could be right. Travis Kelsey might be the best tight end to ever play this game. And if he's not firmly number one, he's certainly in the conversation and he is well on his way to getting that crown. Consider this. Travis Kelsey is 33 right now and is unquestionably the best tight end in the entire sport. 33! This is a season where we heard all summer about Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts and George Kittle and Hawkinson and you name it, Mark Andrews. They were all supposed to challenge him for the top dog status. It's week 12 and Kelsey's already wrapped up another first team all pro selection. Nobody's even close. He leads the entire league in touchdown receptions right now with 11. <laughs> the entire league. And of all the great tight ends in NFL history, Kelsey was the fastest to 9,000 receiving yards. If he gets 139 yards in the next 39 games, he'll be the fastest to 10,000. Mm -hmm. It took him 13 less games than Gronk to get to nine grand. He'll do 10 grand. Last weekend, Kelsey set the NFL record for most games with 100 plus receiving yards by a tight end in the history, notching his 33rd in just his 10th season. Historically, this dude is in the top five of just about every tight end statistical category. But I, I look at this right here. Most postseason receptions in the history of the sport. Look who's number three, Travis Kelsey. I know he doesn't have the rings that maybe Gronk has yet or Shannon Sharp had, but he has undoubtedly saved his best for the biggest moments. Consider this, Kelsey already the third most postseason receptions in history. He trails only Rice and Edelman as you see there. He's also tied for third in postseason touchdowns for all time. Third, any player, history of the sport, yeah. Travis Kelsey's third. He also has averaged 86 receiving yards per game in the playoffs in his career. That's tied for second most in NFL history and is by far the most by any tight end who's played in a minimum of 10 games. Any big moment, any big spot, Travis Kelsey's always there. My beef is with those who dismiss Kelsey. Mm -hmm. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer already, and he may very well be the greatest tight end to mm -hmm. ever play the game. Mm -hmm. Come at me! Oh, oh there goes the pen. He gone. Um, he's going to catch Rice, I think. He's 45 short in the playoff receptions. Yeah. I think he's going to do that in the next couple of years. He'll pass Edelman this year. The way this goes is you shout that out, and then the Gronk army comes, yep. and they come with, with tape and with highlight reel, and they're incredible. I'm actually going to zag here. Yeah. I'm still a Tony loyalist. Yeah, I like yeah. Gonzalez, and I just think you get into the era conversation, and if you put him in the Biennemi Reed offense as a young guy coming out of Cal, I think Gonzalez would have torn the world up. So I, it's getting harder to make the case against Kelsey. I'm clinging on to Tony Gonzalez mm. still, but like Kelsey's The still argument for Tony is that he never had a Tom Brady or a Patrick yeah. Mahomes throwing mm -hmm. him passes. A yeah, lot Brody of those Croyle. years were Brody Croyle. Trent Green was pretty good. Nothing against the Trent Greens yeah, or the Matt guys. Ryans, but he never had no, Mahomes, that though. Mahomes, yeah, yeah. which yeah. Kelsey has had. I'm not big on on the playoff stats because okay. if you're on a good team like Jules is a really good receiver like Gronk's on there Gronk played 10 seasons 9 of those is with New England you're on a really good football team you're in the playoffs every single year you're going far in the playoffs you're going to have more catches you're going to have more receiving yards I think my brother's towards the top in tackles in the playoffs he's played in a ton of playoff games yeah. I do think Kelsey's in that conversation the Tony Gonzalez for me, like you just said, the game was so different then. Mm. But when you look at games played, and this is why for me Kelsey's up there, he's at the top of a lot of these stats just overall in the season, 137 games. Tony Gonzalez played 270 games. Jason went in 271. So many games. And Kelsey's already at the top of some of these stats challenging these guys. So it, the conversation he's in it is still going. I, just, in, I don't like the playoff conversation. Okay. because He's played in seven less postseason games than Gronk and already has eclipsed him in a lot. 
lot of those numbers, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Biggest that. games matter to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The biggest games are so much more of a team thing mm-hmm. versus a personal, a individual thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It resembles a team, good defenses, good mm-hmm. quarterbacks. There's so much more that goes into it. Final minutes before Thanksgiving begins. Uh, we hope everyone gets to celebrate with friends, family, mm-hmm. people they haven't seen in a while. What do you got going on? Well, you know, Dan Campbell was talking about how excited the Ford Field's going to be to welcome the Lions back on a winning streak. And mm-hmm. I- I'm looking at another team that's returning home uh, this week, and I'm talking about the college kids coming back for Thanksgiving break and returning to their local bar to maybe run into some old flames or some flames they wish that had been flames. The night before Thanksgiving, I always call it make-out Christmas. Just lock and load. <laughs> Tigers, make your move, do it respectfully, but this is the night where many dreams are realized. I'm going to shout out Flatlanders in Lincolnshire, Illinois. Peter, what's a hometown bar this would happen at for you? The Court Jester in Freehold, New Jersey. Never could go there as a high school guy. As a college guy came in. Let's go. Hello. Jay, you go back to Nyag. Main Street has bar after bar. One is karma, but there's a whole row of them to run into those flames. The lake is just starting to freeze in Minnesota. Maynard's is where you go in the summer, but you still go the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Go get them, Tigers. <laughs> Lock and love, baby. I know you can do it. I believe in you. See you tomorrow for Thanksgiving. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.